0: This episode was recorded on May the 4th in memory of Keith Herring, who was born on this day in 1958. His art remains renowned across the world. He was diagnosed with AIDS in 1987 and died three years later, at 30. He would have been 59. Welcome to another episode of The Privy. I am Courtney. And I am Boris. What is today's topic, Boris? So today we are discussing queers in the countryside and what it means to be a rural homosexual. <laughs> sounds yes, very, or, uh... or anyone from the LGBT community that lives in those spaces. And this is a particularly interesting topic because the countryside has this really conservative uh, ideal, in family units, church gatherings, especially in the Bible Belt. And in the cities, it's always known as you know, cities like Atlanta, New York, L.A., San Fran, these gay havens. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that to be a happy... LGBT individual you need to live in the cities mm-hmm. and a lot of people always advocate in the rural you know you have to work 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 to earn a money and then leave and move to the city to be gay I know a lesbian who grew up in rural Wisconsin and realized that she had to move to the city no why did she have to move to the city because of this whole ideal that if you want to be a safe and socialized individual you need to be in the city Got it. and it's this whole ideal it's fabricated okay i think and i think this is an interesting topic because i've never lived in the countryside and you're a farm boy oh me me personally i'm the farm boy (laughs) i mean you are i am
1: i am guys i am from north carolina um my parents actually growing up we actually did have a farm we actually had pigs um horses we didn't have any cattle, I don't think. We did have chickens. Uh, yeah, so... So you're a farm boy. I am, to a certain degree. My parents divorced at five, and so we kind of sold most of the farm, and we just kept the three horses. Um, what did you do with the three horses when you had no farm? I mean, we still had the land. We just oh. didn't have... Like, we weren't butchering... um Like, like you butcher the pigs and like, the killing the pig? chicken. I haven't, but I've, I've seen them, like, hanging in um. Our barn. So did I've it
0: definitely your been, did it. What? What
1: you're up No, I was so young at that time. I like I was under five, so I can just remember. Um But yeah, and then later on, because I know you cannot wait to bring this up. I, I know. was I was in 4H. Now what is 4H? It's the agricultural organization? I don't even know what the Four Hs stand for. What it's the just called the Four H program. Yeah, but the H is stand for something. They, it's the reason why they call it the Four H. The anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I it's USDA sponsored, government run agricultural, agricultural like program. extracurricular program, and I raised a baby heifer. Um, I was in a livestock show, or as you said to me the other day, what was it? Uh, something about a pageant? I was, um... A rural pageant? A rural pageant. Anyway, a pageant I pageant queen on the farm. Yeah, pageant queen on the farm. So I raised the baby half. first. I am very country, however, I did escape the countryside. Um, and, and your you, gay identity was a reason for your flee? No, actually not. Um, but you can see why people would feel... I can definitely see why, because um, there isn't a lot of diversity, um, I would say, in the gay community, um, and not a lot to do. So from where I'm from, um, and I actually go into this because a lot of people are very curious, I actually met um, John Sally, who is the NBA player, uh, or former NBA player. He met me at a party in Hollywood, and he was so enamored by the fact that Of my gayness, I guess. I guess my level of gayness, in his opinion, in me growing up in the South. And he was so intrigued to hear about it. Uh, I I, I would say, fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know how I go about this, but I didn't have, like, a bully... I don't have bullied stories or anything like that. You You weren't in the closet.
0: I mean, you weren't you were in the closet. Uh,
1: I wasn't, like, living gay and proud and raising the flag. I actually kinda had a girlfriend my ninth grade year in high school. Uh-huh. Um did you kiss so her? I did. Um Cums? ew <laughs> probably I don't remember anyway. Um but I had a really great childhood. Um being gay, um I was very much accepted. I was on homecoming court. Like I had a great my I high school years my, no, I was Like, during high school was the best years, some of the best years of my life, so. But, on the flip side, I do understand. I was actually just in North Carolina a couple weeks ago, and uh, to be home and to be gay, it is kind of weird. You do kind of feel like everyone's watching you, um, and you don't have that community like you do in New York. I can walk down the street and point out four or five other gay men. You always come in contact with gay men. There's isolation and, in the country. Yeah, it's a bit of isolation. So I can definitely see why people would want to escape. And, and as a gay black man in the South,
0: the mm. considering all the racial... Yeah,
1: I would say that. Absolutely. Um, the, the opportunities just overall are just better in the city. And I think that doesn't... Um, that's not limited to gay people or lesbians or what have you. I just think that's for anyone. But I think with us particularly, I think we are able to thrive because I think the communities here are larger and there's so many different types of um, LGBT people as well as other people that
0: you can connect with. So, going back to this 4-H... Uh-oh, Here Uh-oh. We go. So, um, there's a really interesting book by a, a historian called Rosenberg okay. called The 4-H Harvest, and the subtitle is Sexuality and the State in Rural America. Okay. And this guy basically argues that the government in the 1920s created the 4-H program as a way to establish heteronormativity. Ooh. And they were very disheartened by the growing urbanization which at this stage was really overtaking the rural population. Mm-hmm. And they saw a lot of uh, immorality going on with the city. Okay. So they developed the 4-H to like, preserve the purity of the countryside.
1: Yes, honey. So I probably wasn't even supposed to be in 4-H. They probably would get me
0: out had they known I was I mean, there. or like your ideal candidate. You're a potential flight risk. I mean, they could, like, convert you. I mean, this is the government. You know how the government likes to convert them gays? Um, Nothing changes. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you, do you, Did you feel that when you are in 4-H, a lot of heteronormativity? I mean, this was in the 1920s. Actually, no. I'm going to actually um, challenge you on that because...
1: Um, what, um... Clearly, he didn't know a lot. So, there's more to 4-H than just the livestock and that factor. There is a lot of farming, um in 4-H and things like that. I was also on the favorite food show, which is culinary, which is... Feminine. Yeah, which people deem as feminine. And I won two times. I think I made this pecan casserole. For one year, I don't remember. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I don't think so. What else did we do? I've taken trips. We did, like, whitewater rafting. And then the never spoke swim.
0: about safe sex or anything. No, 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 no. Was there an sentiment? No, not at all. Nope. No, all Okay, well, that was a disappointing segue. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I was looking for something more interesting. Now, listen. So, there's this other guy um, called Rosen, called Johnson, rather, uh-huh. and here is this book called Just Queer Folks, okay. which again is a history book, and he basically challenges this notion that the countryside has been this incubator for homophobia. Okay. And he looks particularly at migrant workers. Okay. in the like 1920s, 1930s, very like John Steinbeck, mm-hmm. and he was like there was a lot of gay behavior going on. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he has a direct quote like decidedly queer behavior. Okay. So there was no women because these men are moving around and they would erect these homosocial environments and have a lot of sex. Oh wow. Now the question I want to ask you oh, is: listen, listen, I hope it's not leading to that question, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. Do you, I mean he uses that as an argument to be like, look? Gay people in the city, in the countryside, had a great time in the 1930s, despite the church, despite the full age. Can we call these people gay when they were having sex with other men in the absence of women? Can we, as 21st century men, impose a gay identity on these men who never proclaimed to be gay and were engaging in a behaviour? Absolutely. I mean,
1: people today... You can say, "Oh, I sleep with men, but I'm not. I'm not gay. You're gay. I, I, I you're gay. So <laughs> you you might put another. You wouldn't put another bow on it, um, or wrap it, are, it in a different type. I don't know what the saying is. I'm, I
0: don't know. But bear guy, which is you can say. Taking a slight side note, I think it's important. Ancient Athens, they had a lot of same sex behavior. Older man and younger man as okay. a way of. Initiation. Not only they was gay, but they had a daddy, um, daddy situation. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think we can call these people in ancient Athens gay, even though the whole concept of gay didn't even exist? Absolutely. I think we can. That's fine. I mean, there are... God, I wish
1: I could think of something. You know how, how things gay. have not been... I think it's just a matter of it not being articulated to be what gay is. I mean, I'm
0: sure... But gay is an identity. There's gay behavior... And this Mm, gay identity. mm. So what I think Rosenberg is talking about, not Rosenberg, um, Johnson is talking about, Mm. is gay behavior. But we can't say, I mean, they would still sleep with women. There's also less risk of pregnancy. Oh, so they were bisexual. Okay. Well, I mean, (laughs) same thing. Bisexuality doesn't really exist in this period for these people. Oh, for these people. Okay, got it. Like, it's a very modern thing. I mean, don't forget homosexual identity is a very modern phenomenon.
1: That is that is a very interesting point and I'm going to still say that they were gay <laughs> still say they were gay of course it wasn't called that but if we are speaking about it in modern terms if we're, you're asking me today about back then yes they I were gay it was in the
0: head I don't care what was in their head, but they were gay. It's interesting you say this. I'm going off topic, but it's fine. There was a guy called uh, John Boswell, who Mm -hmm. was a British historian who wrote this book about Mm -hmm. homosexuality in ancient Athens. Mm -hmm. And he got crucified by the historical community for claiming that homosexuals existed in ancient Athens. Oh, they sure did, but go ahead. But then he was like, no... They did, and everyone else was like, no, they didn't, but then they all died of AIDS, because this was in the 80s, and so the debate never got finished. Well, I mean... So, we can finish the debate for I, I mean,
1: you're these ancient questions that you're asking me out are just like today. I'm sure there are guys today who have sex with other men who see themselves as straight and who are not emotionally... I should dig at you. But yeah, no. <laughs> they are so emotional... I guess they're not emotional about it, but it's just sex. But to me, I still think
0: they're gay. So there's a um, lot of gay people then in the countryside. If we're going to take this argument... What? Well, I, I in my players. opinion, they're gay. Okay. And, <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> Mr. John Boswell. <laughs> um, he's very good looking, though. You should look him up on the internet. He's very dapper. Anyway, so... Interestingly, though, with gender... I mean, I know for lesbians, there's this movement now, America needs more lesbian farmers. Okay, why? Wow. Um, I actually weird. told someone to get a t-shirt, and she bought it. The lesbian I was just referring to before. Wait, there's a need for more lesbian farmers? It's just like a movement, like the like sort of idea of a lesbian utopia of women, these lesbians going to the ground, back to the ground. And oh, they wanted to do it. Yeah. Got it, okay. Uh, but again, like if, if we look at like the more traditional butch-lesbian gender norms, mm-hmm. the more masculine norms, the countryside is a great space. If you move to an urban city, you can't necessarily be... Your your gender behavior becomes more obvious. Everyone works on farms, regardless of your gender. Mm-hmm. So you could be a man or a woman, and it, it doesn't... The gender dynamics is an issue for a lesbian. Because she by virtue of working on a farm is engaging in a masculine behaviour that bears no relevance to sexuality Mm -hmm. whereas in the city if a lesbian comes along and wants to be a construction worker and doesn't look like a sort of model construction worker and by model I mean like FHM playboy model because they always have these shoots (laughs) like women in construction (laughs) but I mean a masculine looking woman everyone's going to look at her and be like hmm she's gay so, oh. in this context, for lesbian farmers... Well, I'm sure they're saying the same thing in the country, too. Oh, they're saying the same thing. What? Oh, when we were in the city? No. they can get away with it. They no,
1: can... in present day, if a woman is out there farming, her demeanor or her, the way she exists in the world, whether she's masculine or not, that is still, I think that
0: still would be an issue. But she, she's still engaging in a behavior that is required by everyone working on the farm yeah but it's not gonna be noticeable, especially considering the Christian yeah but speaking from someone you,
1: you don't see many females on tractors at least when it wasn't when I was growing up. you see a lot of men on tractors, like my dad had like three or four tractors as well, and so he would like we had corn and other crops or whatever and um that was something I think my mom knew how to drive it, but you you didn't see women doing it do they know you
0: would? I like know you would. I don't know. I don't spend a lot of time down there, so I don't really know. Though. What about any of you guys? Any rural listeners? Oh, are you? I'm, so, I'm <laughs> about to say, oh, because
1: I guess you think they're going to respond right away. Um, some of the things that I found that is interesting, and I hope I'm not changing the topic too much. We're oh, just speaking you. about ancient Greece. You can say what you want. Oh, okay. So I found it very interesting. Um, some growing up gay in rural America facts. Mm-hmm. Online. So, one is youth from larger cities, or correction, youth from large cities reported fewer homophobic remarks in schools than youth from other um, locations. So, I guess, like, the country, basically. But 91.5% of all survey participants reported such remarks. Um, So, I think growing up country, growing up country, growing up in the countryside today, um... Is still, a little bit more challenging than that of
0: growing up in the city and being gay. You're not gonna answer me. <laughs> I have something that I want to say to that. I'm just looking for. Well, there was a study that came out that was. I can't find that. I have too many tabs open. That basically was saying that if you grow up in the country, um you are more likely to be happier as a gay person than in the city. Um, Say that one more time. Um, it basically says that, well, the title of the thing, I have it now. Country queens may be happier than city queens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I can't. Go ahead.
0: Okay. And this study, which looked at 632 men and women, um, said that there... ...is little support for the premise that living... ...that rural living is incompatible with the needs and wants of gay men and lesbians. Okay. And that it's actually... ...they're happier. They get on with their life. There's less... And you mean by still living in the country? I mean, right, 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 right. I could, I could see how that could be so. It's like it, it and, requires and... us to change our concept of what it means to be a gay person... ...because obviously there's no... The country isn't known for its fabulous drag shows and... Yeah and it is known for phobia. I mean, I'm sure I think in any context again even
1: with straight people I think sometimes because and this is not for all you everyone out in the countryside, not everyone in in the Carolinas, the Mississippi and all those places, but your life is a lot more simple and I think with simplicity does come happiness to a certain degree so I can see how that is, is the case but I I need um, variety honey and country is just not giving me that I'm sorry Well,
0: what would it would be like if you go to like rural Arkansas and just put up grinder?
1: well see what I'm not doing is going there anyway because I um a fear of getting killed but um, <laughs> okay so predestine. exactly that's interesting <laughs> well yeah you really look, think I, you're going to get killed if you go I mean I was being a little uh, no, but I it's was it's exaggerating like, a little bit but I will say I don't know if I would feel comfortable because um, I'm just not familiar with that space and like you said earlier, I am black and I'm gay. Um, and... And you have cowboy boots. I don't know. Like, one, I don't think I can live there. For me, I am definitely... I love the city. I love the variety. And I love just that I can walk down the street and I am just as normal as anyone else. Um, quote Air quotes, normal. Um, but to go to the country where you don't see a lot of people like me, where people don't behave like me, where people probably suppress their, um, I guess I'll say gayness. Um, I just couldn't live in a, in a space like that. Um, that would just be hard for me. So you think if
0: any rural gay person is listening, who, who sort of relates to you... Get out. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, I'm that's, what, that's what they're thinking. No, this I mean... D- different friend. strokes for different folks. I met these
1: guys, um, and they're lovely... Uh, Couple from Perth, Australia, Mm -hmm. which is completely away from Arkansas or whatever. And they were very conservative. And I'm sure they could exist in Arkansas a lot better than someone like me could. And um, by that I mean they were very conservative. So they're not... They And they were... I, I don't think they were feminine. I think they were pretty, like, even keel. So... I think they could live in Arkansas and be okay if that's what they're into I just know I couldn't because I am going to be staring at um I think I think people would I'll be the talk of the town I mean ball of the ball. and I mean I'm sure in some ways that's great but, but I think it's best publicity you could have <laughs> exactly I think I could have better publicity and so um yeah huh. well, what's my point <laughs> yeah I can't live in the country that is my point but I'm sure it works for some gays. I would love to hear some stories of some gays living Yeah, in
0: the I want to reach this out to the, the audience of listeners. Because mm-hmm. I think... Neither of us have lived in the country. I'd love to hear more. Well, hold on now. I have lived in the country. Hey, but you weren't out and fabulous in the country. You were right. raising pigs, I mean, well, kissing hold, women.
1: Well, hold on now. Wait a minute. No, I don't
0: act like I was wearing
1: overalls and I didn't have on my teeth now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, <laughs> I was still, there was still a level of fabulosity, honey. I was still giving it to them. Um, but I just wasn't as open. I'm definitely Amazing way more change. open than I... Exactly. Ooh,
0: yeah. Um, but I do feel that for a lesbian, it would be less obvious. I think if you saw a woman on the farm, unattractive, you're not going to be like, "Oh, she gay." let the church elders. Uh, not until the attractor start,
1: and then she get off with that flannel on, and then somebody is going to be curious, like, "Hmm, I wonder if she got her liquor license." Like, I'm
0: sure, I'm sure that will come up. Huh? And in terms of, I mean, sexual health, this is when it gets difficult for gay men. Okay. Because I mean, the there's a big epidemic or big situation in Mississippi there was this documentary on Vice about lack of access to HIV medication mm. because in, like around the corner from where we're recording right now I can think of three sexual health clinics okay. and that's just off the top of my head I'm not exactly like a sexual health clinic gps system well i mean it seems like you said you had to rerun a corner but okay (laughs) we are also in the west village um but i mean for people living in the countryside there's like has to be charities that facilitate the Mm -hmm. transport of people every week going to get their doctor appointments and i think as a rural gay individual a you're going to have a lot of stigma but you're going to be essentially outing yourself if you Come out and say you have HIV mm-hmm. because, of course, it's the gay disease. This mm-hmm. is the rural South we're talking, or the rural anywhere, and your access to medication, you're not really gonna be taking it regularly. That's true. So that I think that is a problem. Yeah. When I do think being in the city is safer.
1: For to be gay, to be
0: gay, safer. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I can see that. I'd be fascinated to see about like prep distribution rapes, rapes, rates in. The South, or in the rural, does it offend you that I keep equating rural with the th- with the South?
1: No, not at all. Okay, I mean that's kind of how I see it for the most part. Um, it's not limited to the South, but I can see why you are making that close comparison. Um, I brought uh, so queering in the countryside. Queering mm-hmm. the countryside is a book, right. correct? correct? So I was reading an article in regards to that, and I know you read this book. Yes. Um Just. Uh, through a conversation with you off the podcast Um, and one of the points that this particular article article, um, says is that it's continually reinforced by the media um, that LGBT folks do not fare well in the countryside um, and that the media only talks about rural queerness in the context of high profile
0: murders Mm -hmm. Or low-life government officials.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think
0: about that? And mm-hmm. it goes back to what we've been saying all along: whether this is actually true, because the media isn't always true, as we know. It isn't. I, I and think this is the. I mean, there's this thing I read as well by Dan Savage, um, who's this. It gets better. Is he it, it he gets made it. Gets better, but. Don't judge me, but I was reading the Wikipedia page for... I want I see you. I know, shush, shush. But he basically had said that, like, for you to be a healthy, happy, rural... rural... A uh, happy, healthy, gay individual, you have to leave the country, sorry. Um, I'm sorry, is that a one more time? Leave the country, leave to, the U.S.? No, Austria. the countryside. Oh, got it, okay. So... To be a
1: happy individual, yeah. You have to. Interesting. You know what? I think there's a level of. i <sighs> no, I know that there is the internet, but there is something to me having the experience to talk to all like different types of gays here in the city. Today, I met a, a gay guy, another gay guy from Australia who was here from Sydney, been here a couple of weeks. We had a good old kiki about furniture <laughs> shopping. Um, and you just learn different, you just have those
0: experiences. Just and just with anything in the city, regardless yeah, of Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I guess if you're living in the country and you like that simple life, you don't care about broadening your horizons. Yeah, but you still, feel very like you... That's a bad thing I just said.
1: <laughs> it's not bad, but I'm just saying, like, I, I think you get a better understanding of yourself in the city... As largest. an LGBT person. Oh. Um, just because there's, there are way more things out there. I think you have to be very self-taught to know more about our culture. Um, I mean, think about Stonewall. Mm-hmm. I live down the street from Stonewall. I've learned so much about just living down the street from Stonewall when it comes to um, the rallies and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and it... it I don't know. I think that experience, I, I don't think I could gain um, living in North Carolina or Arkansas or Georgia or wherever. Um, and I'm not saying that those people don't know these things um, and cannot teach themselves those, uh, those important uh, things about our history. But I do think that uh, gays living in the city do have an advantage. Um, and they have, I think, a stronger sense of self, if that makes and sense. And
0: community. Yeah, community itself. Yeah, and they have their resources in the urban. I don't No, the community though. That's interesting because
1: I do think people in cities. Um, I don't know. I think we're so wrapped up in our, in our own lives. I I would possibly challenge. I would love to know if um, gay communities in your in your Georgias and in your Mississippis and stuff, they may actually have a stronger sense of community because it is less of them and they get to know Mm -hmm. each other more and they don't... You don't have, like, um... As much as I'm sure they have, like, the twins and all these types of gays, um... I'm sure they all come together a little bit more than this in the city because I think by having so much of something, you will become divided, if that makes sense. So... You know, the fabulous gays here in the city may not be hanging out with the bears or whatever, but I'm sure there's a fabulous gay in Arkansas hanging out with the bear, hanging out with the older man, and guys, we got to school y'all on all these terms. Some of them, I don't even know. One of my, actually, friends um, messaged me after listening to one of our podcasts saying, you need to give a um, tutorial on all the gay lingo. Um, But yeah, so... um consensus for me i'm not living in the countryside but i respect and i will keep an open mind um of gays that live out there and choose to
0: but you would encourage them to come to the city
1: um i would i would encourage them yes to come like possibly during pride and even off pride because pride is like height and that's not like the real life but no i would encourage them to come at least visit and really partake in um the lifestyle here, like going out to get clubs and going out to, to Chelsea play, in West Village.
0: I'm as to you like to flower, play with flowers and garden, and supposing you actually like the rural life, you have that to is give that gr- up. No, you don't have to give the... that up. You should come visit and just see what the other side looks like.
1: Just as, just as I should go to the countryside and. Um, oh, visit oh, yeah. and see how they I mean I would love to go I can't go really rural I think I could do Portland I don't think Portland is rural I <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's. I mean this is rural as so I'm going to go um, I would be open to going to like places in Texas or something we,
0: I, I would, go to Texas together? let's do a road trip the privy the privy goes to mm, Baton Rouge could do that which is kind of not rural but it's it's not I don't think it is we can go to the Cajun God, what is
1: an ideal rural community let's look up the rural let's get to Mississippi the highest gay population in a rural
0: community well, let's just go to where the Mississippi Vice documentary was filmed oh well with all the HIV trouble you talking about the Mississippi where they didn't take that man's body mhm
1: yeah I don't know I don't know about that I don't know um that is our time to this
0: week what do you have any closing things to say Boris? No, I just think I'd like to hear from some people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, so, I'm just going to end with, like, a convince me if you think living in a city. Um, you know, I I'm open, too. I have only lived in the city, so yeah. I, I really can't speak. I know that, obviously, the media, that makes me think it's going to be homophobic. Yeah. And biased and right. not genuine, necessarily. I,
1: I think there is some truth to it, but I, I can say I would be a lot more open to um yeah the queer lifestyle or the gay lifestyle or the lgbt lifestyle in rural communities um if you have an opinion on this please hit us at um the privy podcast on twitter um
0: and you know, any
1: of your stories. Oh, yeah, any stories. I'm loving all the feedback I've um, gotten, and we're working on some stories that some of you have sent, so I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. And that is our time for this week, and we will be back next week for another episode of The Privy. Thanks for listening.